0: Wyman and Bob on Seattle sports powered
1: through the Alaska Airlines studio streaming live on the Seattle sports app and at seattlesports.com
0: now here are your hosts Dave Wyman
1: and Bob Stelton well spring training is underway pitchers and catchers and even position players are out there it's all happening so quickly and I am so excited about it a man who I know is probably more excited than I could possibly be is with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook hotline he is Starting pitcher for your Seattle Mariners, Emerson Hancock is with us. How are you, man? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. It, it's good to talk to you. And I, I'm curious, as a, as a baseball fan, I, I cannot wait for the season. Each year, I feel like I anticipate it more and more. And I'm imagining that you 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 got a taste of the big the big leagues last year. You pitched in three games. Obviously it obviously ended with injury, but you did get a taste of the big leagues. Did that just whet your appetite? Did you feel like, man, I cannot wait to get to spring training?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think celebrating the debut is great. You know, it's an amazing moment to share with a lot of people, but at the same time, there's always more and I want to be up there with the guys. I want to help this team win as many games as possible.
0: Well, I was going to say, Emerson, can you take us back to last August? Because getting called up is such a special and unique moment for each individual player. What was it like for you?
2: Yeah, I got called in the middle of the night, uh, Sunday night. We're about to get on the head out for a road trip and they're just our manager called and said, hey, you're You're going to the show and just everything kind of happens really fast for you. Then I got super emotional just calling my parents, telling them. um, Because, you know, those are the ones that have been with you for the longest time. They've taken me through all the tournaments and so many other great teammates and coaches and people have helped along the way. So just a moment to kind of really appreciate that and all that people have done for you. But like I said, you know, you get that taste and you want to stay there and, you know, keep going.
1: So looking back as I said just three games, what, what was your takeaway now that you're removed from it you've had time to look back at it I'm sure you've probably watched it on tape what did you what did you like about what you saw what did you look at and say man I gotta, I've got to work on this
2: Yeah, I just think everything I just I wanted to get better at a little bit of everything you know I feel like I threw some strikes I threw some some good quality pitches but at the same time I, I know that I had to get better uh, any way that I could sharpen up any one of those pitches, I'll continue to throw a ton of strikes, dominate in the strike zone, and uh, just try to give us a chance to win.
0: Uh, Emerson, I imagine it was such a range of emotions from you know getting that call, making those starts, and then having the shoulder you know prematurely end uh, the end of 2023 for you. So, how did you deal with that, and what was your off season like recovering from that injury?
2: Yeah, it was, it was difficult. You know, it's very hard. You know, you have uh, you feel like you're living a dream for a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, you're back in Arizona rehab in a much quieter setting, but. At the same time, it's all about perspective and it's all about how you view it. And uh, it sucked. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, I felt like it was an opportunity for for me to get my body in a better position for for this year. And I kind of wanted to use that as a little bit of motivation to try to put myself in an even better position for the season coming up. So, was there something specific
1: you worked on in the off season? Did they give you any sort of direction, like, "Hey, we want you to, we want you to put on muscle, we want you to take off muscle, we want you to work on this particular pitch"? What was the, what was sort of the offseason directive?
2: Yeah, I think the off season director was just trying to put my body in the best position possible to just remain healthy. Uh, I felt like last year might have been just like had a little bit of a, a weird injury because I felt good all year long, and so this year was all about just continue to hammer around hammer out those things, make sure I'm staying on top of my arm care, make sure I'm recovering in between my bullpens and my starts. And I feel like if we do those things and we stay disciplined with that, I think I'll be in a good position.
0: Hey, Emerson, how close are you with uh, some of those other young starters that were drafted in the years around you, like Logan or like George? And do you pick their brain? Do you talk to them about what their process was like when they first cracked the bigs and then how they've stuck?
2: Yeah, I've always said, like, they're, they're really good pitchers, but they're even better people. And I feel like that's kinda how a lot of the guys in this organization are. And if you think I've spent a ton of time with those guys starting right at twenty two as soon as we got drafted. You know, we we're at the alt site together and ever since then we've just gone through some seasons, some spring trainings and just a lot of times like you said, to kinda talk to each other, see how they're working, see what they work on. The, the cool thing is we're all different. And we all have different arsenals, but it's all centered around that same idea of, you know, dominating the zone, throwing as many quality pitches as you can and i just try to follow their lead they're really good at what they do
1: so emerson do you have a sense of what your role would be this year you compete i assume you feel like you're competing for a spot in the rotation or do you feel like all right i'm going to start out in the minors has there been any sort of any sort of uh indication from the club as to what the plan is
2: uh not really i think the biggest thing for me is just you know show up every day work as hard as you can and just try to get out and if i feel like i can do that and you know, try to be a good teammate, try to win as many games as possible, and just kind of keep going like that. I mean, being on a winning team a lot of fun, and you know we're looking forward to having a great season.
0: Now, one thing it seems like uh, all these pitchers work on every offseason is tinkering with a new pitch. feels like George was working with a splitter, and then Logan was. And every time we come to spring training, it seems like everyone's tinkering with something. Are you at that stage yet, or are you just trying to still focus on, I need to hone what I do best?
2: Yeah, I think you're always trying new things, and I think that goes with, with kind of everything and how we go about our work. But for me, I really wanted to kind of dial in the change-up location. I feel like if I could throw a lot more quality pitches with it, it just makes my other offerings just a little bit better. So I hope, I, hope I'm i able to kind of work on that and have some good success with it. Were you always a pitcher,
1: or did you come up as a, as a position player and the coach saw your arm, I don't know, maybe from the outfield or something, say, you know what, we got to put you on the mound?
2: Yeah, growing up, I used to play uh, – I loved playing shortstop. I loved playing the infield. I always thought that was kind of what I was going to be. But as I got taller in high school, I just kind of I – I, I was still a good hitter, but I just knew that I had a good arm. And I feel like if I could focus on pitching, that was probably going to be my, my way to college. And, you know, just kind of stuck with that. And I think the senior year of high school, I ended up just playing the outfield. So I was still out there, still contributing to the team and the lineup. But I kind of figured pitching was where I was going to go.
0: Emerson, you were drafted, uh, you know, so high. When you're drafted in that first round, sixth overall, then you hit that weird, you know, interrupted offseason or interrupted start to your pro career. How different was that for you? What, what was that like building through that with the expectations of that high draft pick but then not having a normal start to your pro career?
2: Right. I mean, I think obviously getting picked in that position, like you said, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations. But at the same time, you know, I expect the most out of myself, out of anybody else. And I feel like I hold myself to a high standard. And if I can just control the things I control, like going out, pulling quality pitches, being a really good teammate and trying to win games, I feel like I can put myself in a really good position. But then again, like you said, you kind of have a couple injuries that kind of stall things. You know, you're not able to get the time that you might need and have to kind of build that foundation again and just continue to work from there. But I feel like every – injury I've gone through I've learned something and I've been better because of it and if something else happens again you know we'll overcome it and just keep working through it but I'm looking forward to a healthy 2024.
1: Emerson how how closely did you watch the moves the team made in the offseason when they acquired a, a a player or two were you were you alerted were you following it closely like all right I, I like this guy I like this addition or did you just kind of tune everything out and, and get off the grid for a while and then come back and find out who your new teammates were?
2: No, I I always kind of stay up to date. You know, you always want to kind of know what's going on and, you know, who we're getting and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's just kind of like you're getting ready, you're ready to get to camp, you're ready to meet these guys, and you're ready to get out in the field with them. So that's kind of how I viewed it.
0: How do you uh, decompress or kind of relax and get away from the stress of baseball? I mean, golfer, fisher, all the above? or What do you do when you're not playing? Fisher? Fishing. Fisherman. Fisherman.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I uh, I love to play golf. It's such a good outlet. It's just such a, t- a great opportunity to kind of get out, hang out with the guys, and just you know not talk about baseball. You know, have a little match, have a little fun. I mean, that's kind of like my the way to spend an afternoon, especially out here. The weather at Arizona, it's perfect.
1: Who's the best golfer on the team?
2: I think George has taken that title many times. George is a really <laughs> good player. I, played, many a, I times. played a lot of rounds with him. Yeah, I, uh, I played a lot of rounds with George. He's just He's just a very gifted athlete all around.
0: Now I was going to say, we, we did see, because you posted it last summer, you hit a
2: hole-in-one, right? Has anyone else done that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Do you, have, was, do you uh, have those bragging out,
0: rights over the team?
2: <laughs> no, but we'll see if it comes up at all over over the spring but, or during camp. So it was crazy. We're out playing. Uh, we're in northwest Arkansas and 17th hole. The round really hadn't been going well, and, just kind of got to see it the whole way as an eight iron. It took one hop down from the hole, and you don't really know how to react. You know, it was really cool. The guys around the group were kind of shocked a little bit, but that was really cool. I enjoyed I, doing that.
1: I assume that's the first one in your in your life, or had you had another one?
2: First one. First one, and hopefully not the last.
1: So do you, do you have the ball in a, in a case somewhere? Did you Did you document the occasion somehow?
2: Oh yeah. I got the ball. I've had, uh, my brother got me a really good Christmas gift. It's like where you can kind of put all the stuff, the scorecard on it. And then our clubby from Arkansas sent me a really, really cool ball marker. It's kind of shows the hole, the yardage and all the stuff. It's nice. really cool.
0: So with that, you're hole in one and you get called up and again, you know, some easy research here. Uh, looks like you got married this year. So congratulations on that. Out of all those Thank things you. and no one's listening here, which was the bigger deal?
2: definitely the wedding right that's good that's a smart answer (laughs) definitely the wedding. no the wedding was great i mean it it just what a special time especially the you get to marry the love of your life but you also get to do it with so many great people you know i had some great teammates from all over show up and just to spend that night with them your wife and family and everything else it it was perfect
1: Hey, Emerson, before we let you go, just in terms of this <clears throat> this season, and again, you were, you were there for a brief point last year, does, this, does it feel different? Does it feel like, man, people are, are more fired up or there's more optimism or, or just, I don't know, does it feel the same as last year?
2: I just think everyone's excited. We're excited to be here. We're excited to be back together. And I think we're just ready to work. We want to go out there, work on what we're really good at and go out and try to win as many games as we can.
1: Well, Emerson, we can't wait to see you out there, man. It's, uh, it's exciting. The baseball season is, is going to start before we know it, and I cannot wait, and I'm sure you can't either. We wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much for taking the time with us, as always, and, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk to you when we get down there in a couple weeks.
2: Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it.
1: There you go. Emerson Hancock of yours, Seattle Mariners, had three starts last year. Three starts, had the injury. Hopefully he's uh, healed, ready to go, but it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. What's the role? What What are their plans for him?
0: The only thing I could think of before I get into that, do you think any single person out there had a better calendar year, January to the end of the year, than Emerson Hancock? Hole in one, gets called up, and gets married. And he sidestepped that trick question I had for him. That was the wise answer. Getting married was his favorite. You're so sly. But some people chase that hole-in-one their whole life and never get it. So I thought he might have jokingly said the hole-in-one. But, yeah, in all seriousness, what a year. I mean, that's really cool for that guy. And it did not end in the fashion I'm sure he wanted to. But... Yeah, you know, I am curious. And it feels like he's probably starting in the minors, right? There's not necessarily a role for him right now. They've added to the bullpen. They have good arms there. They have that set 5 in their rotation. Mm-hmm. It's not like there is uh, a race for that fifth spot. There's no competition no. this year. It's not that hey, was, will it be Kirby or Matt Brash like we had two seasons ago. So, I don't know. I'm very curious to see what we get out of Emerson Hancock mid-year. Maybe, you know, if you're entering a stretch of 13 games in a row and you need to send someone down and he needs to pop up and, and give you some starts or he could be a valuable late season piece, which feels like that was the intended plan for Bryce Miller last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it'll be uh, certainly we're going to watch and see what happens. First of all, as, as far as the hole in one, you know, you said maybe he's wanted that his whole life. He's only 24. His life hasn't been that long. So how long has he truly been dreaming about a hole in one? It's pretty cool pretty cool that he got it and he got all the you know the things that he did to commem- commemorate it um yeah he was smart to put the marriage first yeah i know some golf
0: people around here and be very jealous of that we got some g- golf diehards on this station you ever had a hole in one i'm terrible at golf
1: i couldn't but that that often doesn't matter i'm i'm beyond bad at golf. And I all I didn't have I didn't hit a hole in one. But I I literally came within less than a foot of the on a par three and mm. now it was at Bellevue Municipal. It's not like some tough course. <laughs> but when you're a lousy golfer, every course is tough. That's true. And it was just luck. I just happened to hit the shot that it landed like literally within a within a foot of the cup. So I don't think it, I've, that was an yeah. almost hole in one. Hmm.
0: I don't think I've played a full round of golf since high school. I'm that bad and I've just uh, pursued other more noble interests. Pickleball's yeah. more noble than, than, more noble than, than, than golf. golf. <laughs> there That's going to go over well Golfers, this station, jump but, on in. Uh, attack the pickleballer. Matt's shaking his head in disgust. You, you texting don't play golf, away. Do you?
3: Look at him texting away. Putt-putt mean count? Text. No. Yeah, have you got a <laughs> whole no. one in putt-putt, though? I mean, probably Good. when I was in there you middle go.
1: school. Yeah, you can't count nah, that. All right. You
0: can't count Even that. if it's one of those real tough... Have you seen there's new... Like, they're not... Putt putt. They're like miniature golf courses where they're rolling greens and it's you know long. Like Tiger Woods has designed a course like this where it's true, almost miniature version of a putting green, but in a mini golf course layout. It's like hmm. eighteen holes, and instead of just the you know windmill or you know the clown's mouth. yeah the clown's mouth <laughs> or a little ramp, they're actual sloping sand traps and things like that but still just a whole putting area
1: oh no and where's that i think Florida? there's one in arizona actually arizona I mean maybe we can scope it out huh yeah. interesting no i'm not i'm totally unaware of that not a golf i would i wouldn't mind learning to golf better than i do which is awful but i i just don't have the temperament for it i get so angry but that doesn't even make sense because i've never been good at golf you should get angry if you were good. You yeah. just how, how am I playing so poorly? I'm usually really good, and this is embarrassing and awful. I've always been terrible at golf, so I, the anger doesn't make much sense. It's my continued frustration of just never being able to conjure the ball where I want it to go. Like hit it straight, no, it's going to slice. Yeah, all right, yeah. It's a it's a tough game, man. I give respect to those guys that that have it down, and just you know they're constantly in the 70s, and and that's just then it's probably fun. Then you're probably having a good time. For me, I'm spending the majority of the time in the woods looking for the ball. Yeah. You know, I like to just buy a dozen and <laughs> chuck them into the woods and cut to the chase.
0: Uh, Ross in Montlake Terrace says, uh, "Sounds like a pickleball player. Get a life, loser." <laughs> and then Happy Friday,
1: by the I, way. I do have to acknowledge the the popularity of that sport since you've sort of brought it into our our consciousness here Mm -hmm. you're welcome it's a well i didn't say it was a good thing (laughs) but it, it it's it's amazing how many people i see either reference it or they're playing it or they're advertising a league and it's like it's just become bigger it is it's growing you're getting you know the tom brady's of the world and these people that are buying into it and playing it and it's it's surprising how popular it's becoming. Let me sell you on something else. So at a place I play on Saturday mornings,
0: a group that I play with, I was not there this week. Their session ended at like nine thirty. And who walks in next? Cliff Averill. Really? So if Cliff Averill likes it, he's a pickler. That's the biggest endorsement I can think of to sell you on it. Yeah. He's a is that he's what you a, call them Picklers? Yeah, sure. I don't know if there's a pickle baller. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds worse. But yeah. So <laughs> literally, I think that's what Matt, Matt gave me the most disgusted look. So Cliff was in there playing. Yeah. Huh? Interesting.
1: All right. I did like that commercial, though. I immediately thought of you when they said it's tennis for the babies. Yeah. <laughs> tennis for babies. I got a lot
0: of texts about that. Did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, listen, respect. It's growing. People are, <laughs> there are people getting involved with it that I wouldn't expect, like Cliff Averill. So I guess it's, it seems to be, though, that people are, getting into it after their playing days are done, when maybe they've lost something out of their athletic prowess, and they're like, but I can play this. Oh, you're
0: that, talking that, about Wyman now.
3: No. Nah,
1: <laughs> he doesn't play
0: pickleball, he does he? He does, yeah. Does he? Yeah, he said Shannon dragged him into it one time. You know, they play all the racket sports
1: down oh, there. Oh, well, I know she's yeah. a big tennis player. I know that. Um, I didn't know. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah, maybe they did in Palm Springs or something. Remember, he knew the phrase Ernie, which was just stunning to me. I thought it was because of you, you saying it. But, uh, yeah, well. Hey, respect to the pickleballers out there. Uh, meanwhile, we we were uh, looking at this roster for the Seahawks, looking at the holes, and and I think we've all agreed that the most pressing need position group wise, as we sit right now, just because of the uncertainty, maybe they resign a couple of these guys is linebacker, because you got Jordan Brooks, you've got Devin Bush, and you got Bobby Wagner, who are all free agents, so we don't know what their intentions are. Uh, but one one thing that that kind of uh, I guess worries you a little bit. Is uh, Lance Zierlein was on with Bump and Stacy, and they were talking about uh, that position group and in how well stocked it is, or more importantly, is not in the way of a first round talent at linebacker.
2: I do think there's some talented players inside. Junior Colson, Michigan, I think is more of a second rounder. I think Jeremiah Trotter, from the son of Jeremiah Trotter, is from Clemson, is going to be a very smart player who is going to go probably in the late second to early third Edren Cooper is a linebacker from Texas A&M that has some talent that could go uh second or third but it's just not a great year if you need linebacker you ain't doing it in the first round not not an inside backer that's for sure mm.
1: so there you go there's a, their answer is not in the draft at least not in the first round they currently don't have a second round pick i believe they have two thirds uh so maybe it's in the third they get a they get a linebacker or two or maybe they I still would love for them to sign Patrick Queen but we've talked about their salary cap situation they're facing right now which is not awesome. So they've got to make some moves in order to bring in anybody at this point. Um and it'll be interesting to see who it is that they I wonder what the if they're targeting if if this is if what he's saying is sort of the popular belief like everybody's going yeah there's no there's mm-hmm. no first round linebacker in this draft. I wonder if they're looking at all right we're going to fill that with free agency. We, we're going to do that, and then we're going to draft for our defensive line, for our defensive tackle, or our guard, because Damian Lewis, I believe, is a free agent. Evan Brown, you signed yes. to a one-year deal. No, he's a free agent now
0: too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you yep. signed
1: him to a one-year deal, so he's a free agent. Uh, you got Ola with Timmy there, but I don't know what how they feel about right. what they saw. It was Step pretty limited. One start he made. Yeah, I mean it was pretty limited, so I don't know if they feel like, oh yeah, he'll mm-hmm. he's. He's, you know, got a little bit of experience under his belt. He's our guy moving forward. So, yeah, they've, they've got a number of spots that are question marks, at least on the outside to us. To them, maybe they've, you know, the uh, the answers are obvious.
0: Well, an inside linebacker, at least for agency-wise, it's a cheaper option than if you're trying to fill in the interior. Mm-hmm. Like defensive linemen, offensive linemen, they generate such an exorbitant amount of money that it seems like you could get someone. You know, we threw out the name Drew Tranquil. Just yeah. as someone, okay, potentially you could get, because he signed a one-year, $3 million deal last year. Played well on it. Now he's going to want a nice payday, but a nice payday is relative to the payday that, like, a Leonard Williams would want. So you can go out and get a free agent linebacker. And mm. I think, I imagine, I would be surprised... If a high priority is not re-signing Jordan Brooks, so you re-sign your own guy, you find a linebacker that wouldn't break the bank too much, like you would with a defensive lineman or offensive lineman, and then you focus draft-wise on one of those positions because you just outlined the needs on offense, but the defensive line still needs an upgrade as well. So I would be very surprised in the first round with that first pick if they don't go one of those line positions, offensive or defensive line.
1: Yeah, well, you look at if if you take anything from the mock drafts. Just about every one of them has them going with somebody on the line. Interior. We saw a couple. We did see the one uh, who was it, Field Yates had him taking the tight end yeah. out of Georgia, which would be cool for That might be,
0: hey, he's such a good talent, you just have to take him right there. He I, I, that
1: wouldn't hurt my feelings. Uh, but, yeah, everybody else has been interior guys for the most part. A couple of edge rushers we've seen. But mm-hmm. for the most part, if you're just kind of getting a consensus with all the mock drafts we've looked at so far, mostly interior. Mostly I've seen a lot of guards, seen uh, – a couple of defensive tackles as well. Edge rusher we talked about from Florida State. And then the tight end, Bowers. So Or the, the quarterback route. If people I haven't like... seen a mock with him taking a quarterback right. yet. You know though. what? We
0: used to. We saw a couple early with McCarthy. But now it seems like McCarthy's stock has been bumped up. That he'll be gone before the Seahawks even draft. It's crazy. Just, yeah, it's wild.
1: All right. Uh, we got mean texts coming up in about 20 minutes, so you still have a bit of time at 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Before that, though, we always ask ourselves, did we learn anything today? We learned something. Something every day. We're going to find out exactly what that is. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports on 710.
2: This is a house of learned doctors. What
1: you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What did we learn today? No one's a
2: bigger idiot than me. Stupidity is the easiest
3: way out. I don't care what Dave says. I like that. I like it, it too. Mike Ford. That's why it stays. That's why it's there. Yet another thing Dave is wrong about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just something about it made me laugh when he sometimes stupidity is the easy way out. Just, I don't know. It just... It just hit. It just did. Now I'm excited about this this day of learning. And by the way, we do have mean text coming up in about 15 minutes, so you guys can uh, text in your mean shots right now. 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jacks Brewing Company. But I'm I'm excited for this today's edition of what we learned because Matt did it right. He doesn't Leftco normally? Did you do this? And he I has did. No, he's got no idea.
3: He doesn't have any idea. See? Well, I know it was just on the like show, but. Just yeah, like in most worry. things, Lefko has no idea. Yeah, you know,
0: you know, it was fun hearing how you guys started this segment yesterday because you didn't stick to the pre-approved topics I had picked. Oh, I got, I'm I got so to sorry. learn about how me do we, how being do we st- made fun of. How did we start oh, yesterday? Was, which was all fair. I was driving to the Seattle Sports Star. Oh and I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lefko has ditched us because he's got to be first in line to eat he, all the free he, food. He, he free food. That's yeah. right. That's right. Were we wrong? Did you eat a lot of free food yesterday? <laughs> Not more than anyone else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you get there before a lot of people? No, actually.
0: You the, didn't. Well, that's just cuz the whole thing had started. Like the media portion of it had started, but uh, okay. I made sure. By the
1: time you got there it had
0: already been. We don't have to recount the whole story uh, cuz you guys kind of talked about it yesterday, but I made sure to pick a uh,
1: good dessert, so. Yeah. That would that conversation was off air. We didn't we didn't get into that. You didn't get into the details, right? No. No, oh, or the, even the, what that's... happened. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was all hey, off air. Yeah. So nobody knows what you're talking. Well, about. no, I referred no. to the cheesecake story yeah, on there. Yeah, he did. I heard it yesterday. When I was driving. That was cheesecake? Yeah. Oh. Taylor started telling us the story. I didn't even I didn't even catch it when you were talking about it. Taylor told us off the air about it and I was cracking up. Anyway, uh somebody took Lefko's dessert one day. I I thought he Taylor made it sound like the guy was trying to mess with Lefko, nope. and Lefko said no, the guy just didn't get the etiquette. Yep. And either way, Lefko was sideways over the the situation. And the way Taylor told the story was very funny. Like there was a weird, awkward vibe at the table after that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, Matt's not going to be able to read it. Well, I wish of it would have been there. I would have loved to see that. Come to the Seattle Sports Star of the so, Airwards You never know what you'll
1: see. Somebody tried to, somebody <laughs> took Lefco's
3: dessert and he wasn't having it. Uh, anyway, what did we learn today, Matt? Today we learned that one of our coworkers failed his internet security training.
1: Mike Salk left his Twitter page open Should I send a mean message to all of his followers on Twitter? I think
3: we should have people text in. What should we be tweeting from Salk's Twitter today? Should I just throw out
1: expletive, expletive, expletive Y'all kiss my Let's backside Blah <laughs> He's These people are lucky I'm such, a, such an upfront guy Bump leaves his email open all the time His Twitter open all the time And I just close it It's not like back in the day where we used to send messages On each other's Twitter Till we got in trouble <laughs> I got, I got in trouble for one I didn't send. I got called into the office. This stops now. I'm like, I didn't. I've admitted to everyone I've done. I didn't do this one. The one I get blamed for is the actually, actually the only one I didn't send. So that stopped. Uh, that stopped years ago.
0: Yeah, that was unfortunate. I do have a tweet idea that just popped up because Salk loves Jordan Spieth, and Jordan Spieth just got disqualified from the tournament they're playing in because he signed an incorrect scorecard. So you could tweet out. Speeth huh. is a cheater.
1: Serve Spieth right, that cheater. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is I, I gave Salk a heads up. I actually sent him a text because I thought he would text in hearing us talk about it. I thought he'd be like, no, no, don't, or laugh or something. But I just said, hey, I just want you to know I'm soliciting you know, ideas from our listeners as to what to tweet from your open Twitter account. And he just wrote, oh, great. <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. 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 Maybe I'll just... Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. You know, even on Twitter, that'll bring back some venom.
3: Oh, that's true. Oh, <laughs> on you Twitter. have a great, oh, great weekend, huh?
1: <laughs> you'll get you'll get some blowback for anything. Uh, so we'll see what happens between now and the time we leave. But uh, what else did we learn?
3: Well, we learned that his co-host is a snitch.
1: Brock is the ultimate instigator. He gets such a kick out of getting a rise out of somebody or if he can create a little bit of a rift between two people, get them to... Have a little tension he feels like yeah i won i won but here he is trying to get wyman in trouble
3: yeah she's awesome so we met in baltimore uh she was cheering for the ravens at the time so we of rules you can't date cheerleaders it's coach or whatever but that, that was
2: more on her side uh-oh. So we. Uh-oh. we uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Uh,
3: what's that Brock?
1: oh uh, we got an afternoon host who did the same thing as a player there for the seahawks <laughs> so he's gonna love that story uh-huh, uh-huh. here we go snitch. Uh-huh. snitch what's he doing Think she's, thinks he's uh, being cute there? Did you hear that? Uh-huh. <laughs> you can hear how proud he was, too. He's like, we got a guy in the afternoon to would have done the same thing. Uh-huh. Brock. Instigator. Mm. He likes stirring people up. He, he was he really hoping that... that- Uh, Mike McDonald was going to follow. What what are you talking about? And you'll get details. He really wanted, you could tell. It's
0: funny because we can all picture the face
1: that Brock makes when he's doing that. Because we've seen it (laughs) a million times. I've seen him cause a little tension between two people who start debating and he'll look at me and go, (laughs)
3: like, I did it. That's all because of me. (laughs) What else did we learn? We also learned that Lefko is a liar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take two. The Seahawks have reportedly hired two more assistants, wide receiver coach Frisman Jackson and running back coach Candy Palomalu, who was Pete Carroll's first special team coordinator at USC and the uncle of Troy Palomalu. I know that made you excited, right, Matt? Thrilled. Well, said, uh, love the Palomalos. I, I realized there's a lot of tricky names in there, so I had to ask my "Oh, why you do you a pronunciation?
1: It, no, he
0: wanted to read It's Take he, Two. He so the oh, I
3: need it. it to be said on the record. I did not want to read Take Two. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was gonna say, Lefko that asked right. me
3: if I could read Take Two, and I agreed to help him. It's great. This <laughs> was not my decision. Voice involved. We'd love to get a third voice involved Matt in the broadcast. Wanted to read
1: so I don't know that I've ever collective seen here. that side of Matt to go, hey, Matt, you mind if I do Take Two Today.
3: Oh, I just love reading all these hard to pronounce <laughs> names. Highlight of my day. Hold on, uh,
0: you read tons of tough to pronounce names in Marvel comics and all the what did Dave say? All the comic things that you watch. These cartoons All the, car- all the cartoons you watch. Boy, he's there just tough. He's names. just gonna
1: fill Dave's shoes and start taking shots at you no, about cartoons. There are is a lot of just, tough names.
3: Is it just anyone that sits in that yeah, chair yeah, I as I think a jerk? So. It makes you or
1: it, this chair makes you grumpy? Huh. <laughs>
3: I really just, I miss bothering Matt in the same room. It's good that we still have a Dave-like presence on a day when Dave isn't here. Yeah,
1: something about sitting in that spot, he just sort of takes him over. I, I like he said, well, Matt wanted to do it. I'm like, there's no part of me that believes Matt wanted to do anything related to sports. I
3: think everyone knew that was a lie right off the jump.
1: Yeah. I felt bad that you were going to have too much fun in that room
0: by yourself today. I got to say, I had to get you involved in the the show.
3: That part of today, it's been pretty great. Pretty cool, right? It's just chill
1: vibes back here, man. It's been great. I'm left to my own devices. I don't have to talk to Lefko. It's
0: a good mean text you got in early. The best part of today, you weren't in the room with me.
3: I should text that in. Yeah, you should text that in. Uh, Uh, Speaking of that, we learned uh, who listeners should be sending all their mean texts to today.
1: Wow. And you got targets. Lefko is in for Wyman. Wyman out today. And, uh, of course, Matt is always always eager to have people take shots at him. So,
0: oh, yeah. Well, Dave He'd could, could still shot. be a target yeah. by far. Feel free to take more shots at Wyman. He's, he's alri- not here.
1: He's already misdirecting. He's saying, don't look at me. Point to Dave. Dave's not here to defend himself. So wh- whoever you want.
3: You're in Dave's chair. You get Dave's mean text. Yeah. I think that's only fair. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I think there's just more material we'll with just, Wyman.
1: We'll just deal with the will of the listeners. Whoever they go out. It could be me. It could be Co. It could be Dave. It could mind. be Matt. Whoever I got to find a
3: want. pen to click to get Ooh, back into. Yeah, to get no, really no, into the not. not this chair. No,
1: don't do that to Matt. Don't do that to Matt.
3: That really has been the highlight of today. No pen clicking. No pen clicking. No mouth breathing. Oh, <laughs> this broadcast has sounded immaculate from start to finish. Very
1: clean. No weird noises in the background. No People looking Background going, stuff. What is that noise? <laughs> oh, it's been great. <laughs> no mouth breathing.
3: <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we learned? Uh, we learned one last thing that Emerson Hancock is a very smart man.
0: So, with that, you're hole-in-one, and you get called up, and again, you know, some easy research here. It looks like you got married this year, so congratulations on that. Out of all those things, and no one's listening here, which was the bigger deal?
2: (laughs) Definitely the wedding, right? That's good. That's a smart (laughs) answer. Definitely the wedding. No, the wedding was great. I mean, it, it just what a special time, especially the, you get to marry the love of your life, but you also get to do it with so many great people. You know, I had some great teammates from all over show up, and just to spend that night with them, your wife and family and everything else, it was, it was perfect.
3: It, it was the right good. answer. And, uh,
1: Lefko yeah. thought he was being sly, trying to trick him into something. It was a hole-in-one. What are you talking
3: about? Trying to cr- instigate in stuff just mm, like yeah. Brock, trying to poke people. Exactly. See? I might have a little of that in me. You're right.
1: Yeah, trying yeah. to cause a rift in the <laughs> marriage already? Jeez. All right. There you go. Good stuff, uh, Matt. That's what we learned coming up mean text you still have a few minutes 866-979-3776 powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company it's coming up next with Wyman and Bob this is Seattle Sports on 710 Wyman and Bob powered
0: through the Alaska Airlines studio on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app it's
1: a moment of the show every week that a lot of people look forward to because they like saying mean things to us They get very excited about the opportunity to say something very mean and that it might be read on the air so all the other people can hear their meanness. And anyone that's been a part of our
0: show is kind of like roped in as a corollary. They're going to get stray shots as well.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Adam gets them a lot. We need to think of one for him for not giving us a shout-out yesterday. How did did that work? Did you give him the directive? He said, hey, you're going to shout-out
0: your favorite show? What did he say? He said, yeah. And he didn't. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. He has before though. What did he didn't he do it on? Rich Eisen. He did it on yeah, Rich Eisen. Okay, yeah. that that makes up for it. That's pretty. Bad. That's pretty good. But along those same lines, is just random people getting shots on our show. Four two five starts out by saying, "What's his name now? Aden? Aiden? No, Adden, Right? Adam. Uh, yeah. See, I just call him <laughs> Ad now. Uh, Aden Dirty doesn't talk as funny as Ryan Roland Smith.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see Wyman's face looks like Lefko's voice sounds Bob your fly is down it's on camera Matt please quit your day job Hmm. second I win the lottery man don't (laughs) worry (laughs) Uh, Jeff in San Diego
0: just as Stelton can so easily drone out annoying announcers on TV I too apply the same skill set to this show
1: Mm, that's solid okay Uh, how about this one What I love about this person is they sent in one that says mean text. I just don't care enough to send one in. And then I scrolled back and they had sent eight previous to that. And they've sent three (laughs) since that one. Uh, But that same person said, how is it that Matt Nelson has the most insightful sports takes on this show?
3: Boy, pretty solid. That's tough. I'm sorry, you guys. Good. (laughs) Yeah. See, those are the lines we're looking for. Uh, that's, that's a good one.
1: Was going to send in a really good one, but Dave isn't there to explain <laughs> the funny out of it. <laughs> that's solid.
0: Uh, Carter in Tacoma says Left Go in Wyman's chair, half the butt, the
1: same amount of brain. <laughs> uh, let's see uh, Carter from Tacoma. Hope everything with Wyman is okay. However, I hope the neighborhood dogs are having a Taco Bell party all over his front yard. <laughs> Yeah, he's not sick. He just took the day off. Uh, Two five
0: three says new pictures up at Seattle Sports. Bob, you look like you're about to sneeze. Dave looks like he just told you the story about how he learned to use the potty. Lefko looks great, just the way he is. Because <laughs> I'm not in the picture. Uh, let me let me explain the funny way to everyone else. It's that chair, man. It's rubbing off on you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's that chair. That <laughs> chair just as a way of infecting. Get, people. Get it
0: away. I'm gonna knock something over soon before this hour's up. <laughs>
1: Something's gonna get spilled Yeah Or broken Yeah mm.
0: This Three.
3: is one that I liked But no one else seemed to Oh yeah Lefko seems like the kind of guy That is afraid to say anything If a restaurant messes up his order And just eats whatever they bring him I think that's funny <laughs>
1: Why Why is that one funny?
3: It yeah. just He's non-confrontational But then we will still eat I think that's funny yeah. But I think I would just eat it regardless Yeah that's the joke
2: Yeah
0: Actually, I i mean, left, nah. <laughs> when it comes to food, I am pretty, I'm not picky, but I'm particular. Like, if you didn't bring me my steak, you'll know about it. I also would never send something back, because we've all seen Waiting, right? You've seen that movie. Never send anything back after watching Waiting. Never. Now, that's my recommendation to that texter. Just never send anything back.
1: Go, Go find ahead. Find one what over do? there? No. You know, I'm just <laughs> listening to you two. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, well, speaking of that, speaking of us too. where is it? Uh, 206 says, I feel like we're on our way to a geek cage fight between Matt and Lefko.
1: <laughs> a geek cage fight. <laughs> what might that look like? Well, we got to get back in that room. Some <laughs> kind of a trivia contest, walls. I assume. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, let's see. 253, you know, with Dave being absent, it really shows he carries you guys on air to be the third best Seattle sports show. <laughs> Uh, Here's a good one 253 says What if Wednesday
0: How about what if Dave never played football Think of all the rubber plants That would have died from dehydration <laughs> That's good Oh, A let's... lot of people were Just baffled by that Like a day later we were still talking about
3: that Of course they were It was <laughs> baffling Even for him We're like did he say three years He wanted a fake plan for couple three years, years. Dave, text in. He's not listening. He is. Listening. He was earlier. He was listening. something really? Yeah. yeah. He sent me a text earlier. Dave, do something better with your day he off. He said, "Go." If bleep- you're listening right now, go take a nap or <laughs> he something. He said, "Go bleep yourself, Matt." fair.
1: Leftco explains pickleball as well as Dave explains hash marks. <laughs> there, was some, there was some criticism in the way Dave explained hash marks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Because a texter had sent in a text saying something about, you know, I don't get the difference. Why does it make a difference between College Pro whatever? And Dave explained it. And what I loved is there was a texter that was trying to correct him and explained it almost word for word the way he said it. (laughs) And I read it to Dave off the air and he had some interesting thoughts on that that I can't share with you. Uh,
0: 360. Pickleball. One of the only ways nerd geeks and radio show producers can get exercise.
1: (laughs) Nerd Say that again, Pickleball. It was, well,
0: there was not a lot of punctuation, okay. so I kind of read right through it all. Uh, pickleball, one of the only ways nerds, geeks, and radio show producers can get exercise. Ah, uh-huh. I read it as nerd geeks, which, yeah, same thing. <laughs> nerds and geeks. Uh, Jen and Beaverton, here's my mean text for the day. Dave doesn't know ball, Bob doesn't know music, Mike doesn't know food, and Matt doesn't
3: know hating.
1: Doesn't know hating? Okay, no, you know what? I'm actually offended by that.
3: I think you're hard-pressed to find a bigger hater than me. How dare you? How dare you?
1: Uh, Is Dave taking the long weekend to remember his former classmates, George Washington, etc.? And then they wrote, he's old. Nice job, 206. That's good. Uh, 360, one of the few they
0: sent in said, my wife said, to get my text read on this show, use small words and short sentences.
1: (laughs) There you go. If you could add some pictures to it, that'd be great. (laughs) Uh... All right, we need one more good one to end on here.
3: Oh, that same guy had one that I really, really like. Oh, go for it. Do you think Lori Laughlin paid to get Dave into Stanford? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's solid. That's solid. All right, we'll end yeah, on, that, end on one. that one. There you go. If you're new to the program, that happens every Friday. All the mean things you say, we unveil if it's creative. All right, everybody, that does it for us. I want to thank our guests today, Rick Riz and Emerson Hancock. Some great baseball talk going on, getting you ready for the season. So if you missed any of that, Head to the podcast page at seattlesports.com and click that podcast tab. Click on our picture, and it's right there waiting for you after the show as it is each and every night. Or you can take the easy way, as I tell you every night. Just click subscribe, or as Dave says, push it. But I'd say click it. Click subscribe. It just shows up automatically. You don't have to do a thing after that. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're going to talk to you on Monday right here with Wyman and Bob, Seattle Sports on 710.